Welcome to Two Medics and One Microphone, and your presenters are Imran Lasker and Dorusha Gumadina. So, uh, hello and welcome to another episode. I've got to say, um, Thrusha, um, we didn't get cancelled, which is uh, a <laughs> we didn't get cancelled. Yeah, we made it. We made it episode two. Uh, okay, for those of you, for those of you that are joining us for the first time, my name is Dr. Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist. This is uh, Two Medics and One uh, Mike, and we are basically just talking about medic things, medic Twitter, social media, interesting things like that. Um, and I guess, you know, this is episode two and, um, you know, it's quite nice that we managed to get to an episode two. I mean, that's really cool. Um, you know, Thrusha, I know that we, we I know we've asked this question to each other on, on a personal basis, but I guess now I'm going to say it publicly. Um, how, how was it for you? How was it for you? How was it for me? Oh, it's um, painful at first. And then, oh, wait, what we uh, so <laughs> like uh, it's weird, I think. Uh, uh, we obviously have a blast, right? Kind of uh, talking to each other on Zoom anyway. And it's kind of nice to know that uh, some some of the stuff that we we're talking about, um, people kind of found interesting or amusing or people actually listened to it. I was like, oh, we spoke for 45 minutes. Can you believe it? And people just like, <laughs> did they stick it out? I don't know. They said they did. Well, I, I mean, don't know what. Well, the thing is, it, you know, that we said that. And then, you know, I we kind of talked about that F1 or F2 foundation doctor who called me <laughs> a bitch. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> straight after the, we, we publicized that, publicized the podcast, he went and me a bitch again <laughs> on, on Twitter, which is really funny. Yeah. But the point is that that was actually quite near the end. So that clearly shows that uh. there were a few people that listened to it. And on top of that, it was more than one, which is more than more than what we expected. When we were trying to put the podcast out, I was like, oh, you know, is Thrusha really going to go for it and stuff like that? And then you kind of went quiet on me. You, you were ghosted me mm. a bit. And I was like, oh, you know, what's going on, man? Is this guy I was, uh, I was worried, you know, I've just got, I've got all these, all these, um, all these opinions and I just don't know if the world's <laughs> ready for them. Yeah, it's, it's, just, true. it's just too it's much, true. it's too much. Well, I think before, like, um, Oh, by the way, I haven't introduced myself. How rude. Oh, sorry. I should, I yeah, should yeah. say who I am. Yeah. So yeah. I'm uh, Therusha Gunawarden. I've got a long name. Uh, I am a cardiology registrar. I work in the east of England. And um, I have an interest in intervention and also talking a lot. And um, I really like Twitter. I think it's awesome. Um, even though every day there's some kind of controversy. So I thought today when we talk, maybe we should talk about something really rather positive. And that was um, Bethan, the neurosurgeon's thread. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I say neurosurgeon, but actually the, the, the point of her, the tweet um, was to say that she'd made the decision to um, relinquish, that makes it sound really dramatic, doesn't it? But mm -hmm. to, to give up her, her national training number after six years of training in neurosurgery. Um, and it, it met with this um, amazing response. What did you think about it? I mean, I mean, for those of you that don't know, like a, a training number is like something that you, you get into and then you kind of go, go through the training numbers and stuff and end up becoming a consultant. So, uh, you know, six years of going through training and then leaving is a very brave thing to do. I think, you know, I think we kid ourselves in a lot of ways that, oh, you know, we're medics, we can do so many things. But when you're a medic and only been a medic for this many, this long, it's difficult to really think that, let alone leave. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult thing to do. I, I really do rate her for, first of all, uh, doing it and then <laughs> tweeting about it. People's feelings are, are really out there on Twitter. I find it amazing. Well, well I've got to say that, like, um, she, well, I think it's almost even an understatement to say that it's just, you know, like training numbers in neurosurgery are so, so difficult. In fact, like, I, didn't, I wasn't quite sure how to respond because obviously, 
she'd she'd mentioned she'd been thinking about that like um giving the number up for for some time and obviously it's the right thing for her to do and she mentioned mm. a few things about neurosurgery and her experiences of that training environment mm. that we should talk about just mm. training in general but um and so i wasn't really sure how to kind of to to kind of because you know um are we like Twitter friends? Like we, are, we, I, uh, we're mutuals, and we've like you know, I, I consider like I consider a lot of these people. I mean, should I be considering them friends? I don't know. Is it mutual? Do they feel the same way, or is it just well, me? I'd, maybe it, it's just I'm glad, me. But... I'm glad you brought this up because I've noticed that like Twitter keeps pushing certain people to to my my home feed, and it's like, are, are you trying to make me friends with these people? Are these friends? Are these people that I would have similar interests to? Like who are who are these people that suddenly mm. end up on my feed? And uh, I, I felt very similar to you. There's a, there's a couple of people that when they do talk about things, I do suddenly feel like oh you know what like i should say something i should tweet something i should i should support what you say or feel like i, I should say something that we yeah. i relate to you i'm validating your your experience of things yeah but i mean this is why twitter's i think for me like i've like gotten into it so much because i'm desperate for these people to be my friends i'm like oh please be my <laughs> friends i like and so like i'm um, so i know i'm being around the bush but i consider beth and a friend i mean she, she doesn't have to reciprocate it's fine but you know from my perspective but, i consider her a friend and i was like oh you know how do i frame like this decision that she's because obviously I knew that it's so difficult to get a training number in neurosurgery and I was like you know but you, and so in some ways I'm like neurosurgery what the hell's wrong with you you've got this hmm. you've got to get this amazing person a woman who's going to be a neurosurgeon you know like that they're, they're like unicorns like you know you should have been, you should have been like cherishing her and making it impossible hmm. for her to leave like as soon as she kind of just I don't know looked unhappy you'd be like gosh like why and you know why have you not made more of an effort to keep this person in your training program and hmm. so some of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about was the attitudes that she faced when she told them that she was leaving, which was along the lines of, oh, neurosurgery isn't for everyone. Like, that wasn't particularly helpful. I mean, um, and then it kind of, uh, I saw some of the kind of um, conversations that were spurred on from that, which was about training. And um, there was another thread that was, how do we think training is? Is it any good? I mean, well, what you do you know, think? I think, I think train. I mean, clearly training is good enough because most of us, if not all of us, end up being semi-competent at the job, right? Regardless of what people think of each other. But what is interesting to me is that, you know, I always find this interesting. Like I found this in radiology a lot where people had such a high opinion of themselves that they, they felt as though you had to be particularly special to be doing what they're doing. And I, I, I've said this before in my last podcast, that you do something long enough, you're going to get pretty good at it. It doesn't matter like when you get good at it. You, you should technically be get good at something having done it for a, for a long enough, right? So I, this really does... This, her, her thing did really strike a chord on me because I don't know about you, Thrusha, but there were a few times when I thought like quitting. Uh, a few times. And um, I think... One of the times is when my educational supervisor literally told me, Imran, you know what? You're not very good. <laughs> no way. And, well, I, and I, I, I radiology. <laughs> yeah, radiology. It? And I'm like, you know, I said, I said to listen, yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to be the next Eminem. Like, if I said I was going to be the next Eminem, right? If I said, look, well, I, the look, morbidity and mortality meeting. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I mean the rapper. I mean the rapper. Like, if oh, I right. walk in and say, look, everyone, I, I need everyone to listen to me right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, a hit rapper, singer, you know, all-time greatest rap star. I do think those things are going to happen still. But... Clinical correlation <laughs> advice. <laughs> like you just have that did. sticker, like clinical correlation <laughs> advice, like instead of. But but hear me out, like you know. That, like someone like Eminem is unique for for multiple reasons, yeah. But if you're telling me that I can't do radiology, like what on earth are you talking about? That's a ridiculous thing to say. That someone can't do radiology, look at a few scans and write a few reports. And I'm not saying neurosurgery is easy. 
I mean, it's hard enough getting into it, but with the, if, if there are any issues with regards to training and all that kind of stuff, when you're, when, once you're in, there shouldn't be any issues. Just deal with whatever they are and move on. There's no need to be mean, horrible, you know, like if there's things to fix, fix it. And this is what yeah. I feel like. If someone says to you that, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling it anymore, find out what the reason is. Like, is it because mm. the environment that's not good enough? If it's a case of like, look, I've got a personal thing going on, I, you know, it's got nothing to do with the work, everyone's been lovely, then fair enough, it's not for you. But if it's as a, a result of everyone around you being a little bit mean and a bit horrible and condescending, then there's there's a real problem there because the actual neurosurgery is practice, isn't it? Like, I don't know, am I, am I, am I pushing everything, everything down? No, is, no, neuro, is neurosurgery really that easy or not not that easy? I don't know. I mean, I imagine it's probably pretty, pretty hard, isn't it? Uh, uh, but, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, literally, there's a phrase, isn't it? It's not exactly brain surgery, but you know, that's because brain surgery is hard, right? No, I agree with you, but like, the thing is, like, when you when you're trying to get a neurosurgery number, right? Does anyone look at what you're actually doing with your hands and like how good you are? Or when you go True. get a neurosurgery job, does anyone actually say, "Listen, I need to see you do neurosurgery and see whether you're good enough to take this job"? It's the same with radiology. Like, you do, you do these interviews, but no one actually sees whether you've got a good perception with your eyes. Can you even see? I mean, they should have eye tests. But don't you think, like, surely that's an important part of radiology, but it's not part of what we're testing. The same, mm. same as neurosurgery. Like, no one's testing you to, for that particular skill to get in. So mm. surely that means that over practice, you know, you, you, they expect you to have a certain IQ or certain dedication with regards to publication stuff, but that has very little to do with the job. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if you had Usain Bolt running the race? Look, before you run that race, you love I need you to say, know that you, you know. Yeah. I, I do, yeah, yeah. I see from my YouTube videos, but like, yeah. um, no one's saying to him, "Listen, I need to, I need to talk to you about the theory behind run. I need to talk to you about this. What kind of plimsolls do you have? What kind of, what kind of t-shirt? Like, what, what the fabric is that t-shirt made out of? Like, it's like, no. Can you run? Just run, <laughs> and we're going to work on your running because that's what's going to make you win the race. And that's the same thing as neurosurgery, I think. And it's yeah. a real shame, real shame. I mean, it's going to be a loss, isn't it? We're like we said yeah. the other day, we're we're wanting for these kind of people. And mm. when you lose them, it's like, well, all that work, all that effort. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, people were talking about how like um, training has changed, right? And is it really training or is it service provision? And then, mm. um, and obviously the kind of drive because of, I guess, the perception that perhaps trainees are going to be more accident prone or something um, mm. means that more kind of services consultant led and um and then there's the other people talking about disintegration of the firm how important mm. do you think that is well you know what that, that's the thing like um i never really i mean clearly that's why i do what i do right radiology because i don't i don't like the i firm. don't like going on the wards i don't like yeah i mean the thing is the firms have really like you know you kind of go into a firm you stick around for two or three months and you move on again and mm. that's difficult, isn't it? You know, I mean, how can you really get good at anything or learn anything in particular? You know, you, you kind of, you feel like a flash in the pan and you're gone. Whereas I felt radiology really good because you're kind of in the same place for almost five years. Yeah. And unfortunately for me, I, I, it didn't go so well for those five years. But, you know, if you, if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you get along and everyone's nice to you, then it's a great, it's a great experience. And um, you get to really know people and stuff like that. And so that degradation of firm must mean... That you can be, it's like, you know, um, okay, silly example. I'm going to be, I'm probably going to be, known. you know, when you go through Twitter, Tinder and all that kind of stuff. Tinder? 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 Yeah. yeah. You uh, know, like, uh, I'm is old, it Tinder? Mate. I missed that. We missed that. 
Yeah, oh, I, 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 but the thing is, like, you know, when um, when you're on these sort of dating websites, you can easily like flip flip right and left. Like, you don't get to know a person, do you? Right? No. It's easy to just flick them, you know, flick them right or flick them flick them left. That's that's it. Doesn't really matter. And I think that if you're in a in the same place for a while and people get to know you, it's mm. harder to really just throw you out throw throw you out the window per se. Like, you know, I'm not interested. But when you're in a firm for only three or four like three or four months, it's very easy to be like, yeah, they're rubbish. Move on. They're not a very good doctor. I don't like it. And then mm. just thank you. So there is there is kind of um, I think it's mostly negative. But I mean, what do you think? Would you, I mean, you yeah, did more of these than I did, really. Oh uh, well, yeah. I guess there are some firms that you probably just uh, just tolerate it, don't you? And just kind of, um, you know, if there are kind of, per- I think it depends on in characters, doesn't it? And I think um, f- uh, in the example of um, neurosurgery or you know the experience that people have in training, I think the if. I think it's the interest that people take in you and mm. I think people have preconceived ideas of um, how their kind of junior colleagues should sometimes be and often subconsciously that's uh, an image of themselves and so if mm. people are slightly outside of that image then if anyone says that they're in distress it's almost like confirmation that oh you, you weren't supposed to be in this space anyway so mm. um, off, off you go um, and I think sometimes the use of the word like professionalism and uh, you know just kind of the, the type the archetypes and all this kind of stuff is based on people's self images and unfortunately if you're outside of that that just makes it even more harder and I think there's you know people have like an element of uh, imposter syndrome or whatever when they're in certain spaces and then if you're finding it difficult and then uh, people are less inclined to help, and you just kind of confirm that in your own head. And so, I think you've you've got that additional barrier as t- uh, compared to everything else. And so, I mean, when I started as a junior doctor, um, a lot of the F ones who were with me were from Cambridge, and I remember like feeling completely um, intimidated by them, and not for anything that they did. They were all really nice and stuff. But I just I was just like, oh, I'm going to be really stupid compared to these guys. And uh, I remember like one of the nights out where like um, like the first week or something where people were supposed to be getting on, uh, I was like, oh, how am I going to speak to? Like, I remember I got so drunk because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to talk to these. They're going to find out straight away that I'm an idiot. So mm. for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, if I drink a lot, then I'll feel con-. like as if that was going to make it more <laughs> somehow appear like I don't know get on with them better which you know I just ended up getting really drunk and then disappearing I think at like nine o'clock <laughs> and looking and looking for a chicken place and stuff so I mean oh, that didn't really, really help is. but like um, so I think I, I like the kind of concept of the firms because you know people then have to stick with you and you're not just there and then you're on call and you know they don't see you for like two weeks and whatever I think it kind of fosters more of a relationship and therefore people are more likely to take interest in you but ultimately it's about people taking an interest in you and you can make mm. you can make you can you can do that if you're just willing to take an interest in them knowing full well that they'll disappear in four months but if you see every junior doctor that you have with you as a potential future colleague then that kind of moves it out of the way um, but and I had that issue like where sometimes uh, we um, on cardiology there was this SHO that I felt like I was just I kept hearing about like um, I'd started to do research I wasn't on the ward that much more but then during mm. COVID I was back but anyway like I'd heard loads about her like oh she wants to do cardiology and I was like oh cool you know like, SHO wants mm. to do cardiology and then other people saying oh she's had a really bad time actually and she's not you know she's probably like thinking of like quitting medicine altogether. and I was like oh my god that's her- horrendous and like mm. um, and then finally there was like one day where I was on the ward and I was like oh I've heard so much about you and then I was just too much <laughs> I was just too much and so I was like oh you know you should like come to the lab and you know if there's anything you want you know oh, oh god should we do like a cbd after this conversation like i was just too much and then i said yeah. to her like 
uh i'm married and really happy and stuff <laughs> literally i said like i'm like uh so this is just me because you know and i was doing all that you know the kind of yeah. stuttery and then i was literally i just think it's awesome that people want to do cardiology and i just want other people to enjoy it as much as i do and mm. uh, <laughs> she never got back to me so <laughs> no but she still she still wants to do cardiology which is awesome despite yeah. me being like being like oh cardiology or well you know i think ray dollars can be like i mean i remember i mean I was very um, I regret I think we, you spoke about this on one of your tweets recently actually and I do feel bad I do feel bad about it looking back on it I, I think I was a little bit mean when I first started as a radiology registrar and um, I think one I think someone walked in one day and I was a bit like look what, what do you want I was a bit like what you, what, literally what do you want and she looked at me and she was like hey um, I, I haven't come in to ask for a scan and I was like okay well, you know, what is it? What is it? What is it that you want? And you know, because I'm thinking, you're wasting my time now. And it's like I, I was thinking about applying to radiology. Oh like, no! Oh, and mate, you know, after that, I literally did everything for her. Everything. Oh, that's I mean, good. As, as much as I could, I did. And um, oh. I think, I think I lost contact with her for a while. And I did, I did worry, not worry, but I did keep thinking about, you know, when you're stuck in that blank space and what happened to that girl? Like I, I helped her once and I haven't thought about her for a while. And then I, I managed to get in contact with her again and we had dinner and um, she was happy. And now and she's a consultant now and she's very, very happy. And I was like, oh, wow. it feels nice. That I had, I feel like I had something to do with it. Like I didn't feel like a complete hoax uh, yeah. in trying to push her into, into, you know, doing radiology. It was it was um it was good and i think i've tried to yeah. i think i've tried yeah i mean yeah exactly and i think i've tried to do that again and again as much as possible mm. and i think a lot of our careers are based on who have taken interest in us. oh my god Don't yeah that's so true yeah, yeah yeah definitely i mean like um i remember when i was in f i mean one of the reasons that i wanted to do cardiology but was also because um like during my first, I think it was my first or second week and I was on call and I was like, I don't know anything. And uh, I remember I had this patient who literally they had like maybe two things wrong with them, but that was too much, just two things too much. Like I needed there to be nothing wrong with this person. I just needed easy things just to get my feet under the table. And this was not easy. Um, and it turned out the patient was like septic and uh, I think they'd gone into AF and I was like, oh, what is AF? I don't even know. Just all mm. these things. There's too many things, man, too many things. And I remember I called the Medreg and I remember like that, the feeling of relief as uh, the med reg came, he happened to be a cardiology reg, but like, mm. that um, feeling of relief when he kind of like walked up to me, like, oh, oh God, thank God, the med reg is here. Like I even knew at that formative state, like the med reg was just like, oh, and <laughs> I was just like, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. I want to walk onto the ward or I want to walk into an area and I want people to be like, oh, you know, Thrusha's here, he'll sort it out. You know, like mm. he'll, he'll know what to do. And um, it made a massive impact on me and I swear to God I mean Vass I know I know he's not going to be listening because he's well busy but like uh, he was my first reg I'll never forget and uh, he just after that yeah you're right like it's all about impressions and so I think we kind of like because we get kind of hung up in our you know as you get older right you just get hung up in the everyday nonsense and you sometimes forget that and you just, and, and, I mean like you just kind of look at the medical students and they look like children and you're like mm. oh, but like this there's so much that um yeah uh, that you have an impression that you can leave i think i mean maybe i mean do you think you might be the lucky one in this situation because um i was thinking like it's interesting because you called the medical reg who happened to be a cardiologist and i remember like you know i think there was a tweet that went out recently talking about oh when was the last time we think about talk about a time when like um you got told off unnecessarily 
right? And I literally, right. my first memory, actually, there's a few, there's a few of these, but <laughs> one of the memories, <laughs> one of the memories I had was when I called a, I called the Med Reg because I was, I was an F1. Mm. I think it was my first or second on call and I asked for, I asked for some help. And, um, you know, this guy absolutely, you know, and I think back then I was a bit fearless. It's like, you know what, I need help. I'm going to just go and ask for help from this guy. And I called him up and then he absolutely blasted me. As soon as I said, hi, I'm an F1. He just absolutely ruined me. I was just yeah. like sitting there and the phone, it was literally, you know, when you've got the phone, I had to move the phone away because of how much, <laughs> you know, oh, he gosh. was, sh- as I said, like, my head's not a blank space. You can't just shout into it, right? Like, mm. it, it, I, I avoided him. And I, I think that really affected my future on calls. I was so scared to call the medical registrar and especially yeah. if they're a cardiologist. And then you know what? I tell you, he was a cardiology reg. Yeah, he was a cardiology reg. And then one day I was like, you know, little little Imran F1 walking onto the wards, and I kind of it was almost comical. I I walked into the doctor's office and I saw him and whoa, (laughs) and I walked back out. And then this nurse said, "Why did you walk out like that? What's happened?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that guy. He properly." properly rinsed me the other day and I just don't want to get involved and she goes you know he's actually leaving cardiology he hates it he's got his own issues man that's why he had to go you the other day yeah all right you know and I hope he's got some peace you know like I heard he did leave and I hope he did get some peace from from that and clearly had his own issues to have going but maybe if he was a nicer cardiologist that might have done what you're doing right yeah Yeah, maybe I mean I guess when people treat you that horribly it's pretty hard to shake it off isn't it but I think um the thing is is that well, I mean, you can see why he left cardiology because he obviously wasn't lovely enough to to remain within the specialty of. Of course, yeah, people. you're all very so, lovely. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Of course, anyway, of I course. mean, <laughs> let's let's be honest though. Like cardiology, there is an there's a certain kind of toxicity um, that kind of is associated with it, uh, I guess. Um, or we've got like what? reputation, right? Have you, seen, have you seen that diagram of like medical students' perception of different specialties? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant, and, yeah, uh, I loved card- it, yeah. I like how, like, cardiologists, one of them was good-looking, which I thought was, like... Oh, oh really? Why is yeah. that? I mean, you're not... I mean... Oh. No, 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 I'm uh. not saying about you, but, like, what I was thinking, as soon as you said they're good-looking, you always associated to which film character are they thinking about when they say that? Or is it generally... No, thinking about life. no this is just life, isn't it? This is just them obviously making a dispassionate observation that cardiologists <laughs> just tend to be good... <laughs> this is just, you, you know, this is evidence. No, no, actually, you know what? Okay, come to think of it, there was a cardiologist that was quite... Yeah, you know, I agree no. with you. No, no, no I agree. Enough. That's actually very, very true. There was... Oh, God, um, uh, show me the one before it gets weird. Um, yeah, yeah, let's see. I mean, look, I'm ready well, for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm look, ready for I, it. You know, my hope was is that we we're kind of going to seamlessly move from one topic to the other. But frankly, I need to shoehorn this in because I feel like we need, do need to talk about emer- emergency. Do you know the emergency... Per- do you know the water cannon person who's no. talking about tear gas? No, no, you need you to tell me this. about this because I look, okay. I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to talk to what? I'm going to talk to Rich about this. What happened? Yeah. Tell me. Well, what I happened, think what happened pers- with tear gas in Med Twitter? I need to know. Go for it. I mean, frankly, well, I mean, there's a person who basically said something along the lines. Is this is a UK-based doctor uh, mm-hmm. said that. Um, the police should be allowed to have water guns and tear gas are we too soft was the question it wasn't the same unpopular opinion person but it might as well have been it was a similar type of uh trash and this this person is notorious uh in the sense that they have many many followers and sometimes they come out with slightly questionable opinions but what they tend to do rather than i don't think they generally tend to go for negative effect i think they generally want to have something kind of pithy out there but if they say something that's problematic rather than kind of i don't know maybe deleting it or kind of they kind of skip over it and so what i've noticed is if they said something that is getting ratioed hardcore then they just Mm. kind of tweet 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 other stuff after that just to be Mm. like oh let's bury it in that you know so then they don't have to face the kind of the 
shame of having someone say, oh, you deleted that, didn't you? Yeah, we know what you said about about uh, just kind of shooting hazardous materials into people's faces. But uh, mm. so then they just tweet, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, that was that was hot. That was like 15 tweets ago. So, you know, and just, yeah, yeah, you know, just, yeah, exactly. Well, yesterday. Yeah. You know what? Like I, I, I think it's a similar concept with anything in med- like medicine, right? Like I remember um, there was this consultant who literally annihilated me because of the scan. Uh, it was absolutely. I, I think this person had a problem. They had some sort of problem. They they were always like gunning to gun people, and um, I had she insisted on putting it officially that I'd made this terrible call on the scan and, um, you know, think she's worried about me. It was actually, I didn't know the difference between scarring and consolidation. That's all it was. Uh, it wasn't right. that major. And um, I told my mate, like, mate, you know, she's gone and put like an official thing in my in my portfolio that I'm terrible. What am I going to do? And he goes, dilute the pollution. Dilute the pollution. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did you do? Oh my God, I went on an absolute rampage. I went and got so many adopts, you know, like these assessments of so Uh, many people just diluted, 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 yeah. Yeah. And to the point, I was like, listen, yeah, are you going to be a good, are you going to give me a good one or a bad one? They're like, yeah, I'll give you a decent one. I said, like, oh, fine, you can do it. I'm going to send you an email. And they, and they, you have to be a bit fearless and just go for it. You know, eyes wide open, eyes open. Just be very, very like clear about your, about your aims. Uh, and, and call it, call it what you want. I mean, I, I know people are going to be a bit like, oh, you know, I'm not sure that's entirely, on. I, I you kind of you've got to you've got to dilute stuff like that and i i get what that person's coming from like if you've got a, t- a tweet on that's going to be that's going to go out ever more like do you really want that to happen do you really want it to be out there forever forever always like really you want to just literally you know hit it like you know that just hit it like put loads and loads out there and then hopefully you know, you look at that tweet and you think, oh, I forgot that you ever existed. I forgot you existed, isn't it? It doesn't even matter anymore, does it? It's done. Nice, nice. <laughs> it was a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, th- I agree. I, I think it's a good way to, you know how the other day you said that you just wanted to uh, hit the situation head on and apologise, right? For, for something that you tweeted. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I feel like this just, person... Uh, yeah, go on. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I feel no, no, like no, this you... person has got so many followers, though, they're kind of a bit untouchable i th- i think they, they just kind of you know they just have there there are plenty of people who like that tweet and there are lots of people who are like oh yeah maybe you should reuse rubber bullets as well I'm like oh yeah <laughs> like <laughs> what oh, and people are oh, like and they were kind of like health professionals and stuff like oh yeah use rubber bullets because tear gas doesn't maim people enough like well, uh, um, but it's just—I was like—I I think I was—I was blown away because I was like, oh, I wonder. It made me think about perspectives. Like, mm. uh, naturally, I guess, or is it natural? I, I kind of thought, well, what if I was like protesting something? Because these were these that kind of I guess that tweet was in response to the stuff, the the protests about safety for women. And I was mm. like, you know, and I was like, those are the people you'd be tear gassing. I mean, that's the implication, isn't it? Or I don't know if I was kind of. Um, well, maybe... I guess so, isn't it? I mean, they're they're doing a protest. I mean, do you and think so... it could be a hoax? Do you think it's a hoax thing that he just put out there and it was like, you know, well, just for attention? Gonna... Yeah. Do you think? I mean, like the other man, Purple Vein Man, like he just seems to tweet things to get a bit of attention and then mm. just move on quickly. Do you think that could be what it is? Yeah, that's what. Uh... I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, if you're talking about, I mean, tear gassing people, that's a big deal, isn't it? Like, talk about death by a thousand cuts. I mean, that's uh, that's a tough, that's a tough thing to, it's going to hurt, isn't it? It's just going to, why would you want to actually promote hurting people? Like, that's not not something you want to do, especially as a doctor, as a medical professional. Is that something you really want to put out there? Well, that that does lead quite nicely onto the other thread there was about... um, 
there was this thought about remaining a you know being medics and how we should remain apolitical and that uh, what do you think about that i mean like well i think that partly was in response to blm i think there was some stuff on that i remember first seeing this guy tweeting stuff along those lines like oh we are medics and it's, uh, there was some like stay in your lane stuff which i think was to do with guns as well but mm. it, it just was this apolitical thing which i could tell you just even saying the word apolitical make gives me a bit of it's giving me chest pain but um i know that i uh, maybe or maybe i should say what i think i'm not sure how you feel about it but i kind of think that if well, I mean, what do you think? Because we we I know it's all, it's all very interesting. I mean, you can you can try and stay under underneath the umbrella, right? And the umbrella of like everyone else's opinion, because you know we're all health professionals. We're all trying to. I think we're all we're. I mean, on some level, we're trying to promote a certain way of you know a certain kind of image of ourselves as being health professionals. But like, you know, we we spoke about Purple Vein the other day, and you know, like he, he expresses certain opinions that we don't always agree with. And should we should he express them in the first place? They, it's, um, well, I think either, that's different. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think there's there's a social responsibility. Mm. I mean, that, that's one thing. But the same, I think even just using the word apolitical and so is kind of it is political in a way because you're accepting things as they are. You're you're saying that I'm happy with the status quo, or at least you don't feel the motivation to change the status quo. And there's plenty. There's plenty wrong. There's plenty wrong with mm. medicine. There's plenty mm. wrong with society. There's plenty wrong with our attitudes. Even like I know that there's plenty wrong with the attitudes i hold you, you just mm. have to, but like if you're just going to be like oh i'm just happy to tread water you're essentially saying you know everyone else who doesn't have the luxury of of just uh, having an opinion or um ha have any um having a voice to be heard like people will listen to what we say or you know people do some people do listen to some of the stuff that we say um and so do not have a responsibility to use that voice if if there are people willing to listen but I mean, look, the, I guess the point, I mean, do you, do you either tweet about things that are safe and sound because you know you don't want to get in trouble? Mm. Um, or do you, I mean, or do you just try and, you know, try and, I mean, look, you can either promote yourself as some sort of Superman, some sort of superstar and just sort of stay, stay, stay the way that you are, right? <laughs> but like, is that something you really want to do? Like, if you so, want to be true and honest with... I feel like, with, I feel like we've, we've, we've taken this. So like, so... <laughs> Your commitment to this is amazing, but basically, this, so Imran is is, throw, is throwing a ref, references in there to Taylor Swift, which is another relevant tweet because there was there was someone who DM'd a person saying, "Look, you you you're you're getting off message, and you should you talk about Taylor Swift too much. You talk about I don't like Taylor Swift. I prefer you to just stick to one message. That's what." And then I followed them, and everyone's like, uh, "Taylor Swift is amazing." And so what we've been trying to do whilst trying to have a conversation is also put Taylor Swift songs in there. So if you um, if you listen back and if you're able to, what would be kind of cool, I'm never like part of the in in group. And what would be really nice is if you if we tweet about this podcast and you reply literally just with a number, a number of Taylor Swift song references in there, I will uh, just DM, like whoever is right will get um DM Should we just buy them on the show or something? Like, oh, oh no, I was thinking I'd send them donuts because that'd be on brand. I can oh, send them yeah. some donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good idea. That's good idea. And, and then maybe, maybe tag, maybe tag Taylor. That'd be nice to go. Oh yeah, maybe she. Got, <laughs> um, maybe not. But like, yeah. So if you, uh, so we'll still try and put some Taylor Swift references in there. But this is exhausting, Imran. We, I want, I want to know your opinion on. Yeah. Uh, because there's that whole thing, isn't it? Like doctors are getting struck off. There was that WhatsApp group where. Mm. Uh, doctors got struck off because of well we don't actually know what they were talking about it could have been horrendous mm. I guess yeah um, yeah yeah 
Um, what but do you, you think know about that? What's, what's, you know, we were talking about Twitter being a dangerous place, but WhatsApp is a dangerous place too, right? I don't, I don't mm. know how you felt, but now that we, there's a few like groups I'm part of, like Haberdasher's group, you know, Haberdasher's our school, the school that we went to. And, um, you know, sometimes uh, they'll tweet something or, you know, like some of them are still, you know, single lads and stuff. And they'll they'll take photos of themselves being out in the clubs and the bars and stuff. And I remember the other well, day... Well, well now, because of COVID, they're all, be, they're all being very respectable and oh, they're yeah, all course. staying at home and they're all, <laughs> they've all learned how to do yoga and yoga. <laughs> exactly but yeah. what was happening was like my my whatsapp was auto downloading a lot of the photos no no it's seriously and so my wife was like oh i need I want, do you have the photo of the kids can i just have a quick look and she took my phone my phone and there was all these photos of these girls and like bars and clubs and i was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. I, I really am on night shifts i'm not i'm not living i'm not doing that, that those those photos aren't my photos and that's when i realized whatsapp's a dangerous place isn't it so i started mm. to like reduce like prevent the downloads and things and things like that and, but then they had the end-to-end -end encryption so you kind of felt as though like it's a semi-safe space and there's obviously certain things that you don't you know you don't want to I mean there's certain things you don't want to write down and we don't know what those I mean, because what we're talking about is a set of doctors who've ended up in trouble because of a WhatsApp group and a few messages Me, that go back trouble, years like, yeah I mean more than trouble though isn't it they've got, they got struck off for the content but I think oh, they actually get struck off yeah okay. yeah yeah oh, right. and I think wow. in, the, in the article I mean oh, it pains me to say this is a Daily Mail article oh my god mm. and so I was like oh I don't want to give them my money but I really want to click on the link because they got anyway but yeah, so yeah, yeah. and apparently they were like oh it brings like patients into disrepute and I'm like what do they have patient details in there or like what is it mm. what, what did they do god tell us that we don't do it but i mean not that we ever speak about patient details and stuff but there have been times where i've tweeted about kind of bad experiences of patients but generally when i've tended to do it like um i've waited some time or you know not included anything that i kind of thought was unidentifiable but you know you do mm. i mean some people tweet you know like the horrible pictures you know like mm. a, i don't know this is a horrendous echo and whatever and i remember like mm. i had a bit of a back and forth with someone about that because i was like well, there is a kind of educational element, and then they were like, well, yeah, but then there's also a bit of a kind of rubbernecking, a kind of like you're looking at a car accident type fascination. What mm. do you, because I mean, there's a radiologist who has his, he's got a massive following. Mm. Uh, we know him, by the way, but he he, oh, yeah. he, <laughs> yeah. he posts like some really, really good, interesting scans and stuff. And I do, I, do, mm. I mean, I think otherwise I probably wouldn't uh, search these things out myself. So it's kind of good. What do you I, think? I think like, um, you know, with, with that said person who's got a very, very, I mean, you know, he's doing a fantastic job of promoting radiology. I mean, I think he's done a fantastic job of making it interesting because, you know, culturally almost like we're seen to be quite boring and you pretty much are, but actually the job yeah, work itself is, yeah, I mean, fair enough, but it's like the work itself is very interesting. And I think he's doing a very, very good job showing that. And, but yeah, I, I see what you, because I recently, I'm on TikTok. And so if anyone wants to find me on TikTok, go ahead. But yeah. I, I, I put, I put a few videos of not me twerking. I, I don't, do that yet um, yeah, yeah. for enough money I might but um, <laughs> there, I, I put a few videos up trying to show what COVID looked like right and then someone messaged uh, on a uh, comment and said look it's all very well you're putting these kind of pictures up but you're putting pictures up of someone suffering over a beat and mm. I don't think that's cool and I didn't think of that. I thought I, I didn't think of that at all because, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, you do have someone that is going through COVID and with a PE. And yes, I did do it for educational purposes and stuff. But I mean, someone is is suffering at the, at the end of the day. And is that something yeah. I really want to be tweeting about? But, and but stuff? I'm not sure because like, but then if you think about it, everything we know, 
everything that we learn in medicine is because someone suffered or someone died, right? Mm. And then we learned about it. That's how we learn about it. It's not from people like living happily ever after. Most of the stuff we learn is because someone died. Are we still doing the Taylor Swift thing? Because you just said happily ever after. Is that a, is that a song? Oh my god, no! no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was completely by accident. But oh. let's be honest, a lot of my conversation and a lot of my life is to the beat of a Taylor Swift song. So, okay, good. I mean, honestly, yeah. I was about to like, well, yeah, you can't tell me to stop and then to carry on. I was going to oh, bring the document back out. Uh, but, uh, no, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> what, Happily ever after. Wait, you okay, weren't reciting those song titles from memory, because that's what I was doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I love Taylor Swift. Wait, I felt yes. like you had a Taylor Swift-related story. Did you not? Or did you not want to? You change your mind? I, I, it's not, I don't know if that's interesting. Well, um, I mean, I'd say anyway, like, um, well, you know what? Maybe this will help my situation. So my, my after the last after the last podcast, you know, like yeah. my wife obviously listened to the podcast and um, she said it was very good and all that. But her criticism was there was a few too many wife jokes. Oh, no. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, when when your wife says that, you're, you kind of think, oh, God, maybe I pushed it too far. Did I say? Mm. And, you know, like I felt a bit bad about it. Uh, and I'm not bad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still I, I still think I'm going to joke about it. She's going to listen to this and know that I've talked about it. Like, well, yeah, yeah. It's too late. Now, not, two kids. around the corner. She's got, she's, no, I mean, you've got two kids in a ring. Like, where, where are you going to go? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just joking. But, um, like, um, uh, back in the day, uh, yeah, Thrusha, you, you know that I wasn't exactly uh, the lady, the lady's man, right? And so, um, I think when <laughs> you, I, you say it like as if I was like I was, I was. Yeah, I understand what it's like being a nerd. I'm also a nerd. <laughs> yep. But um, I remember, like, when I, I, I don't know if anyone relate to this. Maybe, maybe just me being a bit weird, but like. I'd met a few people by now, and when I when I finally met my wife, like I, I found I found like oh you know we actually she seems kind of nice I quite like her, and then we kept meeting and meeting and stuff and it was it was, it was really nice and stuff and um, it's interesting you know like when you're a, from the Asian family that I was from like you you're almost meant to be asexual until the point that you're ready to be married. Oh yeah, like, totally. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, you know, wh- where is the person? Have you had any? And it's like, well, where did this come from? I was meant to be asexual mm. until now, yeah, and yeah. so. Um, they you know i met her and then i remember like oh she i was dropping her home once and my brother-in-law and my sister were with me and i i kind of must have been thinking out loud which i i kind of um, which is probably a good thing that i don't see patients anymore because i've been prone <laughs> to doing that and um i said something like oh you know it's i really like her you know i feel like having listened to a lot of love songs now like i feel like i know what they're they're talking about you oh, know and they're like God, that's so lovely what what and then I was like, yeah, you know, like, uh, and I kind of tried joke it off, like you know, like Taylor Swift, like her love story song. You feel like, oh. Um, and oh my god, I got completely rinsed, man. Oh, they just really took me to town. And you know, oh. on I had one of these pre-wedding events. Right. And they played Taylor Swift out. They played oh. that song. Oh my god! I was See, so like, embarrassed. Oh, cringe! But oh, also, it's Taylor Swift, so that's kind of awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, so that's oh, no, my story. No. That's delightful. That. That's delightful. Enjoy Thank that you for internet. sharing that. I did. Enjoy oh, that internet. I enjoy enjoyed that. it. I enjoyed it. Okay, Even if good, nobody else good. does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was lovely. That was sweet. But. Um, Oh God! Well, I wanted to talk about something difficult, which was the... no, no. I mean, look, we were talking about being apolitical, apolitical, right? Oh like, yeah, apolitical. right. Let's get something we really back. Like... It's happened like... to me the other day, actually, because I was like, you know, I was looking for that thread about remaining, and I was so angry. I was like, oh, I need to find that thread so I can comment really angrily on it and just show <laughs> everyone how angry I am about this thing. But then everyone's just like posting baby pictures, and I'm like, oh my God, these guys are so cute, though. Oh God! <laughs> and then I'm like, I have to reply, and I reply like, I know I reply like an old Asian auntie, like, oh. Oh, that child is so beautiful. But they are beautiful, and I feel like people should know. And I'm like, but I know as I'm typing it, I'm like, I, I've just become like an Asian auntie, like who forwards emails. <laughs> so 
like where with little memes and stuff. But um, the one, so the the thing that kind of made me rage a little bit was the whole um, uh, physicians associates um, versus doctors pay thing because they're always oh, yeah. because oh. Uh, oh. it made me rage for a different reason though. It made me rage because literally we have that argument like every week and <laughs> it's just so exhausting, isn't it? Like because it's the same stuff, isn't it? Like oh, if they take our space, they take our training opportunities, and oh, they get paid more than junior doctors and junior doctors have more experience and everyone kind of says the same stuff and it's like oh okay but the thing is that gets me is like um this is a situation like this is a situation that's come about essentially because um a lot of junior doctors uh, understandably feel unhappy with the condition like you know we're unhappy with uh, the level of kind of investment there is in the nhs and i think if there were better working conditions if we didn't have to pay for uh, i don't know if you don't have to pay for parking if like people had better social care i, I know i started with parking first but like if social care was better <laughs> if treatment was better if we were just happier with everything then we wouldn't we wouldn't care we wouldn't feel th- like nobody would feel threatened because you'd be like oh you know what actually you know my job's pretty good but you know, like, you'd recognize but do, do you think, I mean, I'm asking you now, like, do you think there's a certain level of um, pulling the lander, ladder from under us or just oh, kind of yeah. trying to keep it exclusive? Like, because, you know, recently there was this whole thing about, oh, you know, there's a situation where we may be able to have people who kind of do apprenticeships and then become doctors. And oh, I thought yeah, that was that. pretty cool. I thought that's hmm. awesome, man. Because yeah. for some people, becoming a doctor is just too costly in terms of finances, in terms of time. Mm. And if you're telling me that someone could literally come in and do an apprenticeship, which is pretty much what you all do, but don't get paid for it. Mm. And then, um, you know, and I think most of us learn most of the job from doing the job. So what, what's the big deal here? But people are really upset by that. And I was really yeah. surprised that, you know, like you're talking about people who won't have the opportunity to become doctors. Yeah. You know, and if that's something they want to do, then why are we not letting them do that? No, hundred percent agree. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I think one of the problems in like um, in medicine is like, uh, unfortunately, still. Well, you know, we both went to private school, right? I, mm. we, did you get a sister place? I mean, I've got a sister place. I otherwise, wouldn't have been able to afford to go. But I mean, and so I'm very privileged to have been able to go there. But mm. you know, we could see from if you looked at the cohort of our colleagues that a lot of us went. You know, had kind of. Good backgrounds, right? Or good yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, good, but like, you know what I mean? Like, we we had we didn't have to worry so much about food on the table, or and uh, I just think that um, surely widening like inclusion can only be a, good, a thing. good thing. Like, it's a good you, thing. It is. Yeah, yeah, if you definitely. elevate people, then you elevate everyone. Like, I just I, I, the problem is is that I think people see it as a kind of zero sum game where if you, this person does well, then somehow I'm losing out on it. And I think part of that is because you know we just we are operating in a system where people have just been ruthlessly cutting funding for such a long time, and so then it makes people fight amongst themselves. And that's what makes me mad. Not so much that people have kind of reasonable arguments or whatever, but it's more that no. But I, I felt like some of it's a bit elitist like you know yeah. like for example with that particular um tweet about pa pay it's like well you know you're saying oh well you're not good enough or you're not you know you shouldn't be you're, be, you're basically saying you shouldn't be paid the same as me because i went through what i went through to get to this point you're not the same as me right mm. but it, it's a bit of an odd argument i find that really i find that really sad that we could be like that like i i assume that person did it for conversational purposes but it's like um I just think that sometimes we're a little, I, I feel people are a little bit, we also want to open things up, we want to open things up. And every time there's an opportunity for someone to open up, like if someone became a PA, let's say someone became a PA, right? And they spent a decade on the wards, a decade doing, you know, ward rounds. Are you telling yeah. me they're not going to be as good as a reg or they're not going to be as good as, uh, as good as a consultant after a decade of being, mm. you know, like we all know it's based, built on experience, all of yeah. it. 
They're going to be really so, good at TTOs by that point, aren't they? Ten years. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be some progression in their job and hopefully they're... And, but the po- my point is, like, you know, I, I sometimes think that we should all get over ourselves a little bit. Yeah, Wait, is that a Taylor Swift song or is that... Oh, no, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. That's definitely me from my heart. <laughs> okay. I'm saying, I'm saying. Yeah, no, because anyway. look, if people haven't read this book, I highly recommend it. It's called The Unfair Advantage. I don't know who wrote it or I, I, don't, I can't remember who it was. Very, very interesting book because it talks about how... Um, a lot of what we do is based on the unfair advantages that we have. And those unfair advantages may be because you're white, because you're brown, whatever it could be. But you've got unfair advantage over someone else doing what you do. So mm. me, if I look at my life now, right, I look back and I think to myself, you and me, we both went to a very, very good school, right? Mm. If it wasn't for that school, it's very, very unlikely I'd be doing what I do right now. But that's my unfair advantage over other people. Right. And some, someone else like out there, like who, who comes from a millionaire background and all that kind of stuff will feel that like they come from a millionaire background will have an unfair advantage over other people because they've got millionaire background. Right. Mm. And so not everyone has those advantages. Right. And yeah, yeah. so when you've got someone who's a PA or someone who wants to do something remotely medically related or go as close to their dream as possible, if that's what the dream is, then why are we why are we getting in their ways and they're not going to be good enough? They've got to go through med school. They've got to go through this. They've got to go through that. Like. Let's get over ourselves a bit. Personally, I think yeah. let's just get over it, and um, yeah. we're trying to open it up a bit. Like have some have some different people coming in from different backgrounds. This is, these are good things that happen. Yeah, definitely. Changing I think, people's I mean, lives like it's, that. Yeah, it's more recent. I mean, I've heard people use the word privilege, haven't they? That's essentially. Yeah, I mean, look, being a doctor is a privilege, don't you think? Like, it's an amazing, oh, yeah, yeah. amazing, amazing privilege. And interestingly, I was talking to my mother-in-law the other day, and I can't remember why, but I, I think there was some question that popped up. So, look, I said to her mum, um, oh, "Don't get me going, mother-in-law." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so like I said to my mother-in-law, "What's your?" Uh, they're asking, "What would you be your dream job?" And she goes, "Oh, uh, my dream job." I said, "Yeah, what would be your dream job?" She goes, "Doctor." I know. Like, what? Yeah. what do you mean you want to be a doctor? What? And she was like, yeah, I mean, I, that would be my dream job. And I thought, man, of all the th- I mean, I never thought of that. Like, oh yeah, there's, there's plenty of things that didn't let you, that happened for you, being from the background that you came from, from the family that you were from, that didn't let that happen. Like mm. the things that just got in the way from that happened, that was your dream. I never, never realized that that was your dream. Mm. And so you're talking about people that would want to be doctors who are willing to sit there on the wards, you know, catheters blood tests ecg you know running around doing all that stuff so on the promise that you know after a certain amount of time there'll be the equivalent of a doctor you got to rate someone to want to do that you got to give yeah. them so you got to give them you know i never appreciated it for what it is or what it was until now when i look back as a man I, I, I it's such a privilege massive massive privilege don't you think, and I think that pulling the ladder from undress is not fair Hmm. In my opinion, my humble opinion. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. good. I think we should probably end on that as a like a really nice little. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, a bit of a serious end. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, interesting week on. I mean, I don't, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Twitter just keeps giving and giving and giving, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Just mate. Yeah, keeps giving I've away. still got stuff. We've got still got stuff to take over to next week. I think. I think so. Uh, yeah. So look, yeah. Um, Taylor Swift songs. How many did we? How many did we put oh, in? No, no, we can't see. Um, we can't see. So what we're going to do is we're going to get people to reply to tweets to uh, tweets about the yeah, podcast yeah, just yeah. with the so number, be, and then people be, be like enigmatic. People be like, "Oh, what's the number about?" And they'd be like, "We have to listen to the podcast to find out." And then, <laughs> or literally nobody will reply, and we'll just go back to just us talking on Zoom, and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> okay, true. Cool. Anyway, oh, so man. anyone that did did listen last week, I'm so grateful that I decided to you know listen to us again this week. So so yeah. grateful. It's been real. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Real good fun, and um, I hope we get to do an episode three. I, I, yeah, yeah. I certainly intend to. So let's uh, let's keep this yeah. going. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, going. man. All right, cool. Cool, yeah. man. Take care, Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Right, see Bye. You. Bye.
And you've been listening to the Two Medics and One Microphone podcast presented to you by Dr. Imran Lasker and Darusha Gurmantina. Thank you for listening.